today's Leading Women episode 250 with the wonderful Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Dr. Jamie Turndorf is known to millions as Dr. Love through her website, AskDrLove.com, the web's first and immensely popular relationship advice site since 1996. Her methods have been featured on all the national networks, including CNN, who recently dubbed her the resident love doctor, NBC, CBS, VH1, Fox, on websites like WebMD and iVillage, Discovery.com, and MSNBC.com, and many other popular magazines. She also hosts Ask Dr. Lab radio show in Seattle on KKNW and on webtalkradio.net, which broadcasts in 80 countries worldwide. Dr. Turndorf is the author of the new Hay House book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye, which has been endorsed by New York Times and best-selling authors Jack Canfield, Dr. John Gray, and John Bradshaw. So women of the world, Miss or Dr. Jamie Turndorf, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi there, uh, Dr. Jamie. We are so delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Dr. Jamie, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Okay, so... Ask Dr. Love is the web's first relationship advice site, actually since 1995. And everything that we do in life has to come from a burning passion. If we don't have a passion, it's just not going to work because it's the passion that sustains you through all the failures, through all the trials and tribulations. So actually, it is said that my ministry of connecting souls began when I was 
in the hospital. I was born three months early and I spent the first three months of my life in a preemie nursery and a psychic I know said to me that you decided to establish a ministry of connecting souls when you were lying there alone in that hospital because you didn't want to see other people suffering the pain of disconnection that you suffered. So this was my life. And then, of course, um, growing up in a family that argued and fought, it said that shrinks become shrinks because they come from such dysfunctional families, and I'm certainly no exception. So I had, I swear I had already earned an honorary PhD in psychology or conflict resolution while I was still in my diapers. And I think instead of PhD, PhD, I should spell it P-E-E-H-D, right? Because I was literally a baby and I was mediating my parents' fights. Then in the early 80s, the wildest thing happened. I actually had a premonition that I was going to be bringing relationship advice out over computers. Now, I did not know how this was going to be because this was 15 years really before the advent of the internet. So then in the early to mid-90s, somebody said, have you heard about this thing, the internet? And I said, oh my goodness, that's how I'm going to bring my message out to the world. I had already invented a game called Love Quest, the game of finding Mr. Right. And I had been doing a radio show in New York City called Ask Dr. Love after the Love Quest. So as soon as the internet was invented, I said, this is it. I'm going to launch Ask Dr. Love over the internet. And I got a trademark and and I just began. And I've been doing it ever since. And it has been an incredibly difficult journey because obviously nobody was doing relationship advice on the internet. So I really was a pioneer. Nobody understood it. Plus in the early days of the internet, everything was free and it has really continued in this way to be free. So I have just been putting out my time and offering free advice to millions of people over the decades and just doing it because it was my calling. That's really how it was. Oh, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. And you all searched about the defining moment. You felt like you had this premonition way back then. And could mm-hmm. you imagine back then when the internet was not, was like not really in existence? I mean, it was no. just in the beginning. And you No, it the- wasn't even in the beginning. And when I had the vision, it was the 80s, the early 80s, and the internet wasn't born for another 15 years. Wow, what a vision that you have there. And I'd love for you to expound on that vision. What was that vision that you have for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? You know, here's the thing. Our greatest success and our passion comes from our core wounds. I know this as I know my name because I came from such a dysfunctional family and they were always fighting. This instilled in me the wish to connect people as did my being born so early and being left alone for so many months. And so my wish to make sure that people treat each other in love, especially when they're angry, was born out of my core wound growing up with parents who were so abusive to me verbally and physically and abusive to each other. And I actually talk a lot about my my early life in my latest Hay House book, Love Never Dies. But we can get to that later. So the thing is, your core passion comes from your core wound. And obviously, here we are, we're all put on earth to make a difference in some special way. And it is our wound 
that then when we out we become an alchemist and we convert it into a, a package, a product, something that we're offering that changes the world and it comes out of our wound, our wish to heal our wound, make the world a better place so that other people don't suffer the wound we suffered. That's what drives us to create our business and keeps us going through to the finish line. Yes, and it's, it's more often it's our experience that drive us, just like what you have just shared, that inspires us to help other people as well to get, get through those experiences, to get through whatever you have experienced because you don't want that to happen to them. Right, so it's the painful experiences, our wounding experiences. These are the things that mark us. You know, the mother whose son dies because he's driving while drunk. She forms mothers against drunk driving. You know, it is our our core wounds that drive us to make the world a better place to spare others from the pain yes very very mighty um that that one is but let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from the thing is the people who succeed are the people who just don't stop When you read biographies of the most successful people, those biographies are peppered with incredible stories of failure. I am no exception. I've had terrible failure. I had Jack Canfield on my Ask Dr. Love radio show, and I asked him about some of his failures, and he said, I bankrupted three companies. So the difference between the successful people and those who fail are simply that the successful people dust themselves off and they don't stop. You just keep getting back on the horse and you keep on going towards your goal. And obviously what helps you drive toward that goal and never give up is that core wound and the wish to fix it and heal yourself and heal the world. So we don't stop. We don't give up no matter how many times we fail. That tenacity is the most important, important trait. Yes, that is a big uh, and profound, uh, huge trait that we all should develop. And the good news is these uh, traits that uh, Dr. James shared with us, we can all you know, adapt them in our lives. We can all uh, cultivate them. Yes, um, we really can. And the one thing that helps a lot, it really was very, very transformative for me because you know, when you're being knocked down and you're failing and one after another thing doesn't work, you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm being persecuted. There's no miserable or more suffering or more failing person than I. But when you get out of yourself and stop, you know, looking at your own belly button, you know, and you look out at the world and you start reading the stories of other people and you see how much these other people have failed and struggled, you don't feel so defeated and sad and depressed anymore. You just say, well, this is the human condition and this is the struggle. And we all, most all of us, most of us have to face this. You know, when we see somebody who's successful that we never heard of, it's really, oh, she is an overnight success after 50 years or 15 years or however long of working and trying. It doesn't happen overnight. Yes, totally agree with you with that one. But for for the sake of our listeners, especially those who are in the relationship niche or the relationship industry, I'd love for you to share with us what are some of the biggest challenges that you have uh, experienced so far and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? The thing is, most people make the mistake when doing any kind of work over the internet, because obviously most of the relationship niches on the internet, is being too general. Because there's so much competition, you cannot be 
all things to all men and all things to all women. So it's very important to create a micro niche for yourself. And every entrepreneur listening, I want you to hear this very strongly. Instead of saying, I am a relationship coach, it would be better to say, I specialize in, for example, women who have been raped and are now frigid. Now, it might sound like or, or they are, you know, a, an orgasmic. They can't have an orgasm. So the idea being the more narrow you focus, the more easy it is for you to claim that niche, to market and draw people to your niche. You mar- if you're too general, then you have no market at all, no audience. Yes, really important to understand this, uh, especially for our listeners who are just starting out. Um, as they used to say, you really have to narrow down the market, the target market that you want to serve, and then it will grow from there. It's really important to understand this. And the good thing is that when we're sharing these challenges that we've shared and how we're able to manage them, we'll learn from each other and we are able to support each other in that way. So great that you've shared that one. Now, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I frankly, I'm not a good person to ask this question because I am a workhorse. (laughs) I do work. I work nights. I work weekends. Now, since my husband died of a bee sting, I have poured myself into work. And I am aware that I have had a tendency to work too much. And the thing is, when you are starting up a business or when you're running your own business, and especially if that business is something for which you have a passion, it's very, very easy to become consumed by it. So ultimately, what we're talking about is self-love and self-care. So I would say, you know, I talk about this in Love Never Dies, how my husband in spirit form, well, we'll get to it. But the thing is, the more you love yourself, the more you you are not going to degrade yourself by working too much. And so, you know, every day I practice self-care. I begin the day with a sauna. I always meditate. I try to exercise as best I can. Uh, I do acupuncture once a week, massage once a week. I do a lot of self-nurturing practices. And I always try to do something that's restful, you know, after work, when I'm done, it, whether it be reading a novel or knitting or watching a movie so that there is balance in every day. And then on the weekends, I do try to work less because there were, there were many, many years where I would work through the weekends. So now I try to do, have more downtime and to refuel myself. Yes, and that's really important to really have that times to, yeah, okay, we can say sometimes we feel guilty if we say the word pamper yourself, but it's really important to practice mm. this self-love and self-care that Dr. You Jane... You have to, you have to, because if you're too depleted, then you have nothing to give your family, your friends, your spouse, your life partner, and even the people you serve, because it's very easy for women to become caretakers to where we are just draining ourselves dry and then you come to resent your audience yes absolutely totally agree with you with that one so let's um all be very concerned about get, having that time for ourselves and we should be i mean for me i truly believe also that the greatest investment that we have is ourselves so we need to take care of it otherwise we won't be able to build this business that we're passionate about doing in the first place and also 
to be around around with your family. I mean, we really have to bump ourselves, to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, socially. Really important to really hone that one for our listeners, especially if you are starting out because we are pulled in many different directions. But it's really important to schedule that time for yourself and take care of yourself really well. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? One of the things that you need to do is get mentorship. Find people who have done what you want to do and have done it successfully. Let them show you the ropes so that you're not beating your head on a rock, wasting time doing things that don't work, which drain you and defeat you. So get mentorship. This is number one, very, very important. And then you also want to have analytics going on so that you really know what efforts are working and what aren't. So that once you figure out what is working, it, there's that 80-20 rule, like we get 20, we get we get the majority of our results from 20% of our efforts, but most people focus too much time and energy on the 80% that isn't producing anything. So there are a lot of analytic tools out there now that can help you assess what is working for you and what isn't, what is being opened, what are the conversion rates, all of this stuff. So then you know what's working and then you focus more of your energy on that. Yes, I mean, mentorship, get know, knowing what's working. And we have, a, like what you, uh, Dr. James, you shared with us, there's a lot of tools out there we can use, especially to, for our, on our websites to see what's working. What are the people clicking? What are the people wanting to, to have, to read, to, you know, to, to see on your websites? And then focus on the one that's working, really big on that. And then mentorship. Wow, I mean, and it's, it's really important to also find the mentors that, who have done successfully what you want to achieve. You want to mentor with, from those people who have been there, who are walking the talk. Uh, really big on that because I, for me, uh, myself, I mean, I wouldn't have pulled this through without my mentor, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. So for our listeners out there, really important, especially starting out, to get mentorship. Find people uh, in your nature, in your air, that who have been there and who can lead you, who can guide you, get to where you want to go. And then, of course, to know what's working in your industry, in what it is that you're doing, whether that be services, whether it be products, really important to focus on what's working and capitalize on that. Great don't, tips there that we can all don't take. focus on the money. Yes. You know, all focus right. on who you're serving. Do it with integrity and passion. The money will come. All right, so focus on you, what you are, who you are serving, what, what you are putting out there, and then the money will come. I truly believe in that one as well. All right, Dr. Jamie, I'd love for you to touch upon your book and tell us more about it, what's our, what our listeners can get from your book and the lessons that you have there, the tips and strategies you have there. I would love for you to share and let us know where, how we can get it. Okay. So, I mean, this book, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased, is really my culmination of stepping out as an entrepreneur. 
the book is me naked on the page. It is my memoir of my amazing love story, my 27-year love story and marriage with my husband, Emile Pain, who was for most of his life one of the most famous Jesuit priests in history. And he eventually left the Jesuit order and the priesthood, and I tell how we met at Vassar College and how we were crazy for each other for 27 years until my beloved died of a bee sting in front of my eyes while we were on vacation in Italy. This was such a devastating shock to have him ripped from me. And I had a completely different background from my husband. His name was Emile Jean Pin. I called him Jean. And in the last year of his life, I had a premonition he was going to die of an accident. I just didn't know when or where. So even though I was very spiritual, I, I, I was never raised by my parents to believe in God or the afterlife, even though my husband was so spiritual and one of the the 50 men of all time who the Dalai Lama said was one with God, an incredibly mystical human being. So the minute he leaves his body, and I'm lying in the bed crying now in the hotel room, shaking and trembling, I'm so traumatized, I feel that man stroke the entire length of my spine. I know what I felt. But you have to understand, here I'm raised as an atheist, taught not to believe in God or the afterlife, and I know I'm feeling his hand stroke my spine. And what is so amazing is that from that moment that he left his body, he has been with me in spirit in a most profound way, proving his presence in front of witnesses, constantly letting me know that he's here. And as a result of my experiences with him, I realized that we don't die. And therefore, our relationships are not meant to end in death. So what I have done is I have created my new trans-dimensional grief therapy method that completely diverges from the Western approach to grief, which is grieve, let go, and move on, and do it in six months or else we're going to say you have a problem and we're going to give you medication. So I know that the Western approach to grief leaves the bereaved at a greater loss. So my method shows the bereaved how to say hello, not goodbye, how to reconnect to loved ones in spirit. And then I go a step farther and I bring my proven conflict resolution method from my first Hay House book, which is called Kiss Your Fights Goodbye, Dr. Love's 10 Simple Steps to Cooling Conflict and Rekindling Your Relationship. So I bring my conflict resolution method to the world of after-death communication. And here in Love Never Dies, I bring you the first vehicle for not only reconnecting, but also making peace with dead loved ones. And that's something also that Western grief therapy does not do. So I have stepped out here as an entrepreneur, as an artist, as a writer, as a public figure, and I am pushing the envelope because I'm a mainstream shrink. I have a mainstream respected brand and I am coming out and I am telling the truth, telling the truth. We don't die. I'm telling my story. It's naked on the page. And I have, you know, taken a lot of risk in doing it. I've had to step away from my family as a result of telling this story. But again, my passion for letting the world know we don't die and we're not supposed to be disconnected from our loved ones in spirit. It's such a strong passion that I am being propelled forward in telling this story. And I want the world to know. I want the world to read Love Never Dies and and reconnect with their loved ones in spirit. So that's where I am. The book, Hey House, just published Love Never Dies a couple weeks ago. All right, so that's love never dies. And yes, I agree with you. And whether whether you believe in life after death or whether you believe in, in God, it's really important to know that 
love really never dies. It doesn't end there. And we really need know how to reconnect and make peace with that. Make peace with the, our deceased loved ones and then move move forward, move, move on after that. But the thing is, it's really important to know because I truly believe also that, uh, that love will always stay there no matter what the physical the physical uh, body it's you're not gonna see it but you can feel it. the feeling is so it's an emotion and and if we if we look at it that way you know we can move, move on after you know, now our, the thing is minutes. I don't I don't use the term move on because that's a very Western thing where we say well we've got to move on which implies saying goodbye to those that we love in spirit move on let go move on I don't agree with that because Right, let me tell you a little story. Right after my husband left his body, okay, I came back from Italy and I'm alone in our bed, the first night here, home alone. And I hear my husband speaking to me in spirit and he's quoting a passage. Now, I don't know what this passage is, but the next day I go to meet his priest for the first time. Again, I never went to church, I never read the Bible, so I don't know what I'm quoting. And I say to the priest, my husband is quoting a passage to me. I don't know what it is. So the priest looks at me like, yo, this bitch has lost her mind. You know, he doesn't believe me. But then I proceed to tell him what my husband's quote was. And the priest goes white. He crosses himself and he says, dear God, Jamie, at first I didn't believe you, but I do now. You are quoting an obscure biblical passage from the communion of saints. Like I would know, I never read the Bible, never went to church. It took me a year to understand why my husband chose to quote that and only that passage from the Bible. Now remember, he was a famous Jesuit, one of the most famous Jesuits. He was a religious pioneer in life. He continues to be in the afterlife. The communion of saints is the biblical foundation for my new method, which reconnects us. And the Bible is saying we are supposed to reconnect and stay connected. Here's what the communion of saints says. Our loved ones in spirit are one with or in communion with God and the saints. And since we are supposed to stay in communion and communication with God and the saints, this means the Bible is telling us we are supposed to stay in communion and communication with our loved ones in spirit who are also one with God and the saints. So what my husband was doing here was saying, Jamie, what we've been told about the afterlife is dead wrong. Heaven is a state, not a place. Heaven is all around us. Heaven is here and now. Death is an illusion. He said there's a very thin veil between the realm where you are and the realm where I am. The veil is thinner than you can ever imagine. I'm standing right here. So the upshot of all this is we are not supposed to live in an emotional wasteland, separated from those we love, waiting till we die, and supposedly then we enter heaven. Heaven is now. Reconnect now. And it's not just, oh, retain a memory of our loved ones and love never dies. It's they're right here, and they are waiting to reconnect with us and continue a new spiritual phase of our relationship. So the message really here is to reconnect and, and stay connected. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's what Love Never Dies is about. First, I show my own story proving, I mean, we've all hoped and prayed that an afterlife exists and heaven exists. And there's no question when you read Love Never Dies, no question at all. And then I show you how you can reconnect. And I mean, th we all need to reconnect. Parents who have lost children, children who have lost parents, the elderly who might not wish to form another primary attachment. If somebody's been ripped from you through accident or sudden illness, tragic illness, illness and death. We all need to reconnect. Pa 
there's no question about that. And then we're all born with the ability to reconnect. We don't need a medium, a channeler, or a psychic. We all energetically communicate. And that's what communicating with loved ones in spirit is, energetic communication. And we're always sending energetic signals. You know, like when the phone rings and we just know who's on the other end or, you know, you're stopped at a light and you look over at the driver in the neighboring car and that person senses the energetic frequency of your gaze and looks back at you. So, Love Never Dies just shows you how to tune in and tune up your God-given abilities to energetically communicate. It's like turning to a different channel. So I have all kinds of exercises that show you how to heighten your state of receptivity. Also, I have a chapter on how to recognize the signs of spirit presence because I've had people calling me all over Hay House Radio. I have a show there called Love Never Dies on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. And people are calling me just crying. Oh my gosh, when I see a famous mainstream shrink telling these stories, I realize I'm not crazy. I'm not imagining things. And just that realization opens the door for so many people to say, oh my, I'm getting signs all the time. And then we take it a step far farther, and I show you how to even dialogue with the departed. That's a new technique that I've developed where you can actually speak back and forth to reconnect, to get guidance, to get support, and even to work out unfinished business. Wow. I was so interested in listening to every word that you've shared. I can't wait. So share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with this and where they can get it and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you and then okay. we'll end from there. Wonderful. So the main benefit is to transform your, your grieving to joy because reconnecting is the only way to turn grief to joy. But the other thing that's very important that I discovered, and I talk about this in Love Never Dies, what are we put on earth to do? Our overarching purpose, no matter what we are doing as entrepreneurs, we're really here to perfect our ability to love ourselves and to love others fully. Now, obviously, we can't love others fully if we don't first love ourselves, which is easier said than done. And as I explain in my own personal story, it was very difficult for me, you know, even though I'm a well-trained shrink and I'm a doctor, my self-love was never complete. Even though my husband surrounded me in love, he loved me so much, there was always a limitation to how much his love seemed to enter me. But what's so amazing is after he left his body, now freed from the vessel of his body, he's pure energy. And one day he comes to me in a most amazing visitation and he brings his love for me to me. And his love becomes my self-love. It was the most amazing thing. So what I've realized is this is the most important thing that we get from reconnecting with loved ones in spirit is we are able to fast track our own self-love and who doesn't need more self-love and our loved ones in spirit have abundant love for us, eternal and unearthly love that they want to bring to us. And now that they're freed from the vessel of their bodies, they can bring us this love and heal us fill us with love so that we are now able to go out and love others more fully, which is what we're here to do. So that's what Love Never Dies is going to show you how to do. To find out more, just come visit me at askdrlove.com, A-S-K-D-R, love.com. No periods, no spaces. And on my upper right-hand corner, I invite you to join my love revolution, which is my free newsletter, and you'll receive as a special gift for joining the newsletter, the preface and the introduction of Love Never Dies. And then when you purchase Love Never Dies, come on back 
to my website because I now have a love sweepstakes and you just come on back and there are details there for how to enter my sweepstakes and enter to win a, a special gift. So that's pretty much it. All right, so that's askdoctorlab.com. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to jump in there. That's askdoctorlab.com. Join the love revolution by joining her newsletter, by entering your email address there so you can be updated with what she's putting out there and who doesn't want to be involved in this love revolution, to spread the love, to spread the love for ourselves and for other people. So join the love revolution by going to askdoctorlab.com. And of course, to check on her books, Love Never Dies. I'm certainly going to do that myself as well. And also her other book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. And they're all available on her websites. Or are these books available on Amazon as well? Oh, yes, all over. Wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble. Yes. All right. So that's askdoctorlove.com. And from there, you can also connect to her social media profiles. For our listeners out there, go there now, askdoctorlove.com. Ask at least in for a minimum, join the love revolution and certainly get her books. That's Kish Your Fights Goodbye and The Love Never Dies because I certainly will. And I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Dr. Jamie Turndorf or just type in Dr. Love and on the search bar and it will find it for you. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. Dr. Jamie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. It's been wonderful being with you. You're doing a wonderful service. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's leading women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.